How much can I yell in Julie's house? You can yell as much as you want to Julie's house. <clears throat> Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried here. Please join Mike Andrew for the next episode of Slam Drunk. The Bears season's going to end on a double doink. That's a clown question, bro. I'm eating burritos bigger than you. You know, that's why I'm like the maple syrup. Syrup drizzle. You got to make that play right away, baby. Is a hot dog a sandwich? It's not a sandwich. It's not a sandwich. Because water is a what? Welcome to Slam Drunk. Happy New Year. It is 2022 and we're still slamming and drinking. I'm Mike H. The H stands for the human rights abuses committed by Vladimir Putin, which we disagree with. Wesner. And I'm Drew Hernandez, and I am glad to be back. It's me and Mike and a couple of our friends ringing in. Mike, tell us more about it. We are here in the new year. We're slamming some new beers, and we're going to jump right into it and take some calls from the loyal Slam Drunkards fan base. Drew, hit that line and give us the worst that our fans have to offer. Bring, bring. Hello? Yeah, I'm calling for that motherfucker, Mike Wesner who I see tweeting about the Sixers all the time. And he's got this to say and this to say, Harden is not going to solve your problems. He isn't the answer to any of your issues. He couldn't fix any of the teams before the Thunder, the Rockets, the Nets, and he's not going to fix Philly. What do you got to say to that? I got to say, you need to go for a long walk. Maybe get that blood pressure down before you call my line again. But thank you very much for your attention. Terrible take, though. Terrible take. Harden is an amazing player who lifted those teams to great highs and just very barely lost out on some bad issues with injuries, non-cooperativeness with uh, Kyrie Irving and the vaccine mandate. The Sixers are prime and ready to be the best team that he's ever played on. We are almost the first seed in the Eastern Conference again. Despite all of our issues, he's going to take us to the promised land, trust the process, get fucked. All right, Drew. I eviscerated that guy. Let's go on to the next caller. Taking new calls, new calls. Call on in. Bring, bring. Hello? Uh, yeah, I'm here to talk to this Mike guy as well. None of that makes sense. This Harden guy, no good. Embiid, no good. They're just free throw merchants. They just walk up to the line and they shoot because they can't do it when someone's on them. Embiid exaggerates for contact every single time he can for the free points. And Harden does the same thing. What are they going to do? It's two of the same person, basically. How is that going to help them? It's two of the same person. Baby, they're two MVP caliber players. You always take double the MVPs if you can. What a stupid question, you son of a And I hate your voice. I hate your voice so much. They're free points. It's free real estate. If you can do it, you got to do it. All right, Drew, I don't, I don't give a fuck about him. Give me the next caller. Next up, let's see what we got. Bring, 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 bring. Look, man, the Nets won the trade. They got three players. That's one more than the two players. The Sixers got three minus two. One more player that they got. Harden's nothing. They got three in return. Ben Simmons is going to figure it out. You're a bum. Ben Simmons is not figuring shit out. Addition is your strong suit. I'll give you that. I didn't realize that three minus two was one. However, that one is James Harden, baby. We're going to win it all. You stupid son of a bitch. Drew, give me the next caller if anyone wants to face me. It looks like we have only one more caller on the wait list. 
And this is our very own Trevor Lane calling into the show. Let's see what he has to say. Bring, 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 bring. Hey, this, fuck. <laughs> this is Trev from Chicago. I'm eating a soggy fried chicken and mozzarella sandwich right now, even though I should have gotten the Italian sausage. Now, every time I call Mike, it's just hot and hot and hot. And I'm from Chicago. I can value a good basketball player. The best ever was Michael Jordan. And the 93 Bulls would be any sports team that's ever existed on the planet. This is a fact. Chicago. Is that your final point? Chicago? All right. Great point. Phenomenal point. But you should have gone with the Italian sub. You're a bum, Trevor. I hate you. Just kidding. You're a great friend. The Bulls, baby. Wait, hold on. We've got some statistics. We've got some statistics here. According to Trevor himself, who actually texted us, despite not wanting to send us an audio file, the Bulls are weak. They are 0-11 against teams with a win percentage of 700 or higher. So he was too ashamed to come onto this podcast, despite the fact that the Bulls at the time had a better record than the Sixers, although they have since fallen. Chicago. 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 Love you, Trevor. Sorry I called you a bum. Muy caliente. Chicago. 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 I'm really anal about my screen. So after that lovely onslaught of caller feedback, we have another message from outside of the core group of slam drunkards. Our old friend, Carmenthal Anferny from Liberty University's School of Umping has a special message to share with us. Hey guys, Carmenthal here. Been a while, how you doing? I just wanted to check in after the MLB lockdown, you heard? No baseball this year, I can't believe it. Especially after all those years I spent at umpire school with our good friend Drew here. Once again, corporate greed is getting in the way of progress here in the good old USA. Did you know that the 30 Major League Baseball owners are collectively worth over 100 billion dollars? And the values of their teams have increased by around 40 billion since they bought them. I'd say you already won, Mr. Manfred. I got a few words for you. End the lockout. Agree to the win-win situation. And don't forget what your greatest asset is. The MLB players. The ones that the fans spend money to come see. This reminds me of my time as an MLB ump. Remember the great resignation of 2000 when the MLB ump association planned a massive resignation and the MLB simply accepted it and then promoted all the umps from the minor leagues up to the majors. That's when I became a big league ump. I remember my first game like it was yesterday. I made Angel Hernandez look like the best ump the game has ever seen. Oh, Carmenthal, 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 it is good to hear from you. Boy, do I wish we were talking about sunnier skies than what we're talking about now. What a surprisingly lucid and coherent comment from our commie friend, Carmenthal, who, of course, wants to take the money out of the rich billionaire owner's pockets and put it in the pockets of some hard working players and umpires. This Manfred guy, huh? Just nothing's the way it used to be back when we were at Liberty U, known for its baseball program, known more so for its umping program. How about we make the game of baseball better? Because Carmenthal, it's been the same thing since you and I have been there. You know, Drew, that got me thinking, sure, there's a players union. Sure, there's owners. But what about the umpires? 
Is there an umpires union? There's about to be. I say, Drew, maybe you and I should cross the picket line and try to get some of that hard-earned MLB cash. Maybe we should audition for Major League Baseball and really show them what's what. I don't have much of an arm, but I look real good tripping on my way to third base. Drew, how about you? Hey, my high school coach always taught me, if you can throw, you can catch, and if you can catch, you can throw. And that's all I know about baseball, so I'm ready to trot out there and get the job done. Like we always say on Slam Drunk, we're trying to get some gloves in our in our hand, our hands deep in some leather and some balls in our faces, and maybe one of those weird umpire cages that they put over their faces so they don't get smacked in the. Oh, it's it's a mask. Mask up, umps. Yeah, Hog, are we good to go on? Is it Rob Manfred? Is that the name? Yeah. Say he's robbing us um, from some man-fed baseball time. <laughs> I would love a video game for umping. <laughs> you get like a beer can thrown in your face if you get the <laughs> wrong call. Drew, you want to introduce Naked Pig? Got it. <clears throat> and welcome back to one of our favorite segments, one of your favorite segments. This is Beer of the Week. This week, we are drinking the Naked Pig Pale Ale from Back 40 Beer Company, brewed in Sweet Home, Alabama. This IPA is nice and delicious, and we are cracking up number two. Mike, open this up with me. Yeah, Mike, tell us about this beer. It would be the honor of a lifetime. Naked Pig is a delightfully crisp, handcrafted ale with German malts. All right, that's that good, good European shit. Additions that go into every batch, including a perfect balance of five hops, not just four hops, not six hops, because that would be one too many hops, but five hops in this American nationalistic pale ale with cooperation from the German Hop Union. So get naked and enjoy. The can suggestively tells us, and we may listen. The can also tells us, hey, if you can't read and you can only look at pictures, you can drink this beer with a pizza, with seemingly a ham hock and a steak. According to these pictures, pairs well with that. There are pictures. Their logo is also a sun setting on a hill, which makes me think it would be the perfect beer for like a hospice or maybe the euthanasia section of a, a veterinary hospital. Get naked and go die. Could also be a sun rising. It could be a sun rising, but I didn't, I didn't need to make it morbid. Anyway. What's it taste like? Let's start out with the easy stuff. This is a good beer. At first, I thought, oh, we're drinking another IPA. I'm blacking out on 4 p.m. on a Saturday. This is going to be no good for me. But this is actually, this is delicious. It goes down really easily. Um, and I think that I could very easily accidentally drink six of these. But today, we're doing it on purpose. Purposefully, accidentally blacking out because this is a really crispy and tasty beer. It's not overpowering. I see why they went for a nice base number of five German hops, no more, no less, because any more and this would be just way too bitter to drink. The can's a little banged up. Maybe that's why it exploded. Uh, I like to think that it was just the power of the taste altering the can because it's so tasty. Handcrafted, man. Handcrafted. Not every beer is going to come out the same. But this beer is bold. This beer is balanced. It's complex. It's crisp. It's 
diacetyl. It's estery. It's floral. It's fruity with flavors reminiscent of various fruits. It's hoppy. It's malty. It's roasty and toasty. And most of all, it's robust. It's got a full body just like that cute little naked pig on the side of the can. This beer is balanced. Hi, I'm Vince Lombardi. <laughs> I dare you to sweat more than me when you're playing a game of chess. Are you tired? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to season two of Slam Drunk. Here is our hodgepodge segment where we're going to catch you up on all the things that you've missed while we were gone. Mike and Og and myself and plenty of others went to many a professional sports game and college games and even middle school games. And we're going to tell you about how much fun we had along the way. The 2021 NFL and I assume middle school coaching seasons have been very loaded, locked and loaded and busy. After having only been to two NFL games in my first 25 years on this earth, I went to three, count them, one, two, three total NFL games, two with Drew and one with August, including a postseason game this season. It was an unbelievable group of experiences, two Eagles games, two Chargers games in three games because one was an Eagles-Chargers game. As passionate football fans of the Philadelphia Eagles and Los Angeles Chargers, these games were really meaningful to us, particularly the games with the Eagles and the Chargers going head-to-head in Philly. Drew and I had a blast up there, and then I capped it off with an amazing postseason loss with August for the Eagles in Tampa against Tom Brady. And August and I sat through the entire fucking thing depressed and mournful about it and drunk you forgot drunk and extremely drunk yeah we pre-gamed really hard my mom had to lead us through the parking lot into the stadium (laughs) at one point we got as much alcohol in us as we could before we got in those doors we did yeah then we had some more we had halftime liquor always an interesting choice in the heat and the rain the humidity it was tough a tampa fan passed me and called me philly jesus because of my long hair my long beard. I didn't have the heart to tell him I was born in the suburbs. So I just told him go birds and then told him I'd see him at church before peeing in the parking lot. Then I peed behind you in the parking lot. It was a very sensual moment for us. Speaking of the Eagles, Mike just might be a, uh, a bad luck charm for the Eagles because I flew out there at the beginning of November and Mike and I got to go to the Chargers Eagles game. Obviously the Chargers won. It was great. We all had a great time, especially me and you know, Zero percent of the other Chargers fans out there, but we had a great time. We actually we bought tickets like the night before. We got front row seats. It was amazing. We got to you know see everything up close. Again, the Chargers won 27 24. Everything I have a photographic memory when it comes to football, so I remember every single thing. Mike and I watched the highlights. We could find ourselves in the stands. It was fucking awesome. Couldn't have had a better experience, especially going to Philly. The Chargers winning, and I didn't get the shit beat out of me. Only one beer can thrown at me but for the most part the philly fans liked me and i like them so we had a good time good time good time good time we walked around the parking lots while we were pre-gaming we drank the entire case of miller in the parking lot that we picked up immediately before with my dad who dropped us off at the stadium because we're responsible football fans and every single eagles fan practically in the parking lot that saw us walking together him in a uh what player did you have on it doesn't matter 
him in a Chargers jersey, me in an Eagles jersey. They all yelled, why are you friends? Some of them a little more upset than others. Some were just, you know, a laughing, clapping, having a good time teasing us moment. And others seemed like they were about to kill me just for associating with the Chargers fan. We did see one other couple of friends who were a uh, Romeo and Juliet style friends from the opposite fan bases, one wearing a Chargers jersey, one wearing an Eagles jersey. They walked by us and said, you're just like us. And we had a nice pal moment together. Uh, I wonder if they got a beer thrown at them as well. And as an added plus, while we were drinking those Millers, we went to go uh, walk by the 76ers stadium. And we actually, by total chance, found Mike's brick. Mike's parents bought him a brick with his name on it outside of the 76ers stadium. And we just happened to fucking find it like two. We, we counted 10 bricks and the 10th one right there was Mike. We laid him down. We poured a beer in his mouth over his inaugural brick. And uh, hopefully there's no more bricks to come, at least from the welcoming of, of James Harden. Now, do you want me to throw a segue in for Mike chiming back in? Yeah, throw a segue in. We got to meet Mike's brick and Mike and Og actually got to meet a real life NFL player at the game they went to. Mike, tell us about that. It was an incredible experience. Actually, it wasn't. We were stuck in three hours of traffic, but it was a nice pick me up on the way out of the stadium at the Buccaneers Eagles playoff game. While August, my mother and Allie and I were leaving the stadium, going through traffic. My mom got out of the car and tried to ask a cop for a shortcut. Uh, they had a bunch of cones lined up against one of the, the main thoroughfares so no one could drive through it. My mom said, is there any way we could sneak in? The cop said, no. Another car pulled up, rolled down the window and asked again. And they were told yes by the cop on the basis that they were an NFL player. August, how did we find more out? Well, this mysterious man was holding a phone while he was bragging to the cops about his illustrious NFL career and trying to get past the cop traffic blockade. And on this phone was none other than a chess set. I identified it immediately. 64 squares, 32 black, 32 white. Checker. You can never forget the checker. And he said, I am an NFL player. I said, oh yeah, who? Because I was, you know, my window was down and I was watching all this unfold too. Who are you, Mr. NFL player? I said it way more respectfully than that. And he said, Le'Veon. And there's only one Le'Veon we know who was sitting on the Bucks bench that day and was able to get out of the stadium quick enough to try to get in some of that traffic. And that's the one and only Le'Veon Bell. And so I immediately asked him, Le'Veon, what chess app are you using? Is it lie chess? Obviously, that's the one question I'm going to ask because I use lie chess. I love lie chess. It keeps all of my chess statistics. And some people think that it's not a real sport, but... I dare you to sweat more than me when I'm playing a game of chess. And that's the story of the time we met Le'Veon Bell. He was playing chess, and uh, I think I made a friend. We then went on Twitter and tweeted at Le'Veon Bell, asking him if he would play August in a game of chess. To no response, if you're a loyal fan of ours, please tweet Le'Veon Bell and us asking Le'Veon, hashtag play August chess. Because honestly, it's the least he could do. We had to sit through three hours of traffic while his position in the NFL, despite warming the bench in a win, got him through the blockade of police officers and on a nice, quick drive to his hotel. So it was kind of bullshit, and he should play us in chess. What a great, great time. Excellent story. 
It was a great NFL season. We were able to go to games. We did it together. We were happy to be back in person for sports. And what more could you ask than to go to a couple games with a couple of your friends? Your team wins. They get to meet a player. Everybody wins, you know, but especially the Chargers won. The next game we went to, Mike and I went all the way out west to SoFi Stadium in beautiful Los Angeles, California, and we got to watch the Chargers play at home versus the New England Patriots. Mike, walk us through your first Chargers game. Yeah, although I'm not a Chargers fan, I consider myself a bit of a bandwagon fan. I don't believe in number two teams, perhaps, but if I did, my number two team would be the Los Angeles Chargers on account of our own Andrew Hernandez the fourth. So, you know, I did what any good friend would do, and I strapped on a Chargers jersey that he let me borrow. We went into the stadium, the three of us, me, Drew, and Drew's excellent, lovely brother, Henry, grabbed a few mango-flavored tall boys and entered the one and only Super Bowl hosting stadium, SoFi Stadium. Shout out Carmenthal Anthony, who hates the name SoFi. And honestly, it was a beautiful stadium. I knew it was going to be great, but I didn't know how wonderful it would look in person. It was mixed indoor, outdoor. There was a roof. There was an amazing, um, what do you call the, the giant screen? Sword for that. Screen? Yeah, there was a giant screen where I think they actually watch movies. It wraps around the 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 roof of the stadium. I was taken aback. Drew, how was your first game in the Chargers' new stadium? I'm sure it was a long time coming. Well, it is always good to see the Chargers play, whether I'm watching them on TV, but I mean, especially it is good to go and see them in person. Uh, we got to go, Mike, you were there, Henry were there for the first time I ever got to go see SoFi Stadium live and in person. And unfortunately for me, once again, the uh, Mike at a pro football game curse strikes and the Chargers lost once again by three points, 27 to 24, exact same score as Chargers Eagles. The Chargers lost to the Patriots. My heart was broken. But overall, at the stadium, we had a great time. The game was a great time. We almost got kicked out for vaping. We thought it was okay to vape because there were a ton of other people vaping around us. Security thought that it was only okay to look at us. I think we may have been profiled in some way. And here we are back at home, not kicked out for vaping, still allowed in SoFi Stadium. And you bet your little butts that we'll be back. Just one note on the Mike curse. It is true. I went to three football games and one basketball game. And every team I was rooting for lost. We also brought Drew to his first Sixers game. He's an adopted Sixers fan. We saw him on the streets of the basketball community begging for a team. And because the Bulls suck, we brought him in as one of our own. And we lost to the Knicks. Um, but we saw my brick. So, you know, four games lost, but one brick found. And a lot of great memories. And like Drew said, we're still allowed in SoFi Stadium. So I'll take that any season. A lot of great memories indeed. We had a great season. We went to a lot of games. We were happy to be back in person watching sports. Hey guys, Ray Romano here. And now as a special little audio treat, we have an interview with Nick, the Eagles fan and season ticket holder at Lincoln Financial Field, who sat behind Drew and I during that fateful Chargers-Eagles game where the Eagles got absolutely doo-dooed on in the fourth quarter. Roll the tapes! 
Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are in the aftermath of the Chargers beating the Eagles 27 to 24. I got a beer can thrown at me. My name is Drew Hernandez, and I am joined by my partner and co-host, Mike H. Wessner. The H stands for holy moly. I've never seen so many Eagles fans in my life. I guess you can bet on that being at an Eagles game. But still, so many comrades. It's like being extracted from the USSR uh, as a U.S. Uh, spy and then being around Americans for the first time. is absolutely nuts. A lot of people greeted us with open arms. Like Drew said, he got a beer can thrown in his head. A lot of people first All together, a mostly peaceful experience. Overall, we had a good time. The... The Eagles fans around us were at minimum tolerant of my existence, which we can only be thankful for. A lot of them, we shared high fives and conversations and maybe even a beer or two. We made some friends. And we had a really good time. Yeah. We made some friends. We got invited to a bar afterwards. We might go. Uh, And we actually, I believe, have an interview, a two-part interview, with one of those said Eagles fans who we happened to record an interview Shout out to Nick, shout out to Oscar, two of the guys that are sitting behind us. Shout out to the medical paraprofessional who said that he would not perform a vasectomy for me. And but did give us a vape. Did did let us hit their vape. Um, and we are en route to find another vape right at this moment. Bear, who wins? Jesus Christ, guys, you guys really like to put me on the spot. What's your name? What's your I'm name? Nick, Nick from Philadelphia. Fuck yeah, dude. But I have to say, I want to say the gorilla doesn't get tired as quick as the bear. Okay, However, okay. the bear swipes, man. They're gonna, they're gonna put a toll. They are going to lay a heavy toll on that silverback's back. Silverback's back. Woo! So you're going with Grizzly. That, I couldn't beat that. I couldn't beat that. Guys, you know exactly how to get me. I am going with the... You're going Bear or Gorilla? It's a tough question. Give me the... I'm a San Diego fan. I'm a Chargers. The hair. Give me the hair in the tortoise or the... Is this the tortoise or the hair question? Is this not where we're at? Not we could, quite. We could do that one first, dude. Interesting also to take the hair. <laughs> the hair is very, very, very lenient right, in their approach. However, lean proven meat. loser. Lean meat. Lean meat. All right, give me the, give me the fucking monkey. There's Swoop. The <laughs> man. Okay, you're taking the gorilla. There it is. And there we have it. Devontae Smith, outside the numbers, brings it in, grabs the first down, give and we monkey. have another vote for the gorilla. Tell me that again. Even odds. All right. Well, I'm sorry. I, I'm Nick from the first episode. Absolutely. And I, I want to revise my statement. So I thought that I was taking the uh, monkey friend at the underdog position at maybe a plus 200 to 250 range. Sure. Let's go! Oh! 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 Yeah! Down! 
Dallas Goddard, baby. Back with Nick. On revision. Yes. If I'm going straight up, monkey versus bear. I'd be an idiot not to take the bear. Yeah. So I'm going bear as a fellow bear myself. Yeah. Does it affect your decision that I tell you it's a grizzly bear? Oh. Well, now you've got me horny, and I'm still taking the bear. It's got to be grizzly bear, right? Oh, if it's a polar, I'm still horny, but I oh. might take the monkey. It's a little colder. You heard it here first, folks. Nick said grizzly bear. <laughs> okay. Cue the nice music. Are you tired of having to go to a different spot in your kitchen to find a different utensil for all your kitchen needs? I sure am. Do you wish that there was one portable device that kept all of your utensils in a convenient place? Yes! Well, good news for you. Well, good news for you. With the new automatic, rechargeable Swiss Army long and, and hard multiple device in, instrument for the kitchen gear, you can keep all of your kitchen instruments and gear in the same spot. Does it have an air fryer? Yeah! Does it have a toaster oven? Yeah! Does it have a fork? It could! What about a steak knife? Yeah! What about a dough hook? Yeah! Does it have a baking sheet? Yeah! Does it have cookie dough for me to eat on my way to the next task in the kitchen that I have? Yeah! Nice! And anything it doesn't, you can add it on. Because the key ring for this Tractable, rechargeable, long and tall kitchen, kitchen operating utensil machine includes a includes a 3D printer so that you can print off any design that you need for a kitchen utensil, instrument, or device. And you might be asking yourself, I'm buying a 3D printer from you. Can I print other 3D printer objects? No, it's just for the kitchen. That's the whole point. In fact, this device includes a tracker that will alert the CIA, FBI, DEA, and NCIS if you try to print something that doesn't belong in a kitchen and a dough hook, whatever that is. Will it print a meat thermometer? Yeah! Will it print a veggie drawer for my fridge? Yeah! Nice! This has everything my kitchen needs! Hi, I'm Carmenthal Anthony Jr. And I'll tell you what, I was a fucking mess in the kitchen. I couldn't I couldn't bake water if you put it in the pot and put it in the pan, pan for the oven for me. But now that I got the retractable, rechargeable long and short machine with the 3D printer, I, I can do all my kitchen needs with, with, the, with the, the quickness of a NBA player on the fast break, you heard? We're talking custom, custom, custom. Retractable, rechargeable, 3D long printer and hard kitchen operating machine does not take any liability for any uh, misprinted firebombs, uh, Molotov cocktails, or any other devices that could incur injury upon persons. Exclusions may apply. Mike, have you opened your beer already? I did, yeah. Good uh, job, Drew. Let's introduce the beer review. Welcome back to the Mike and Drew Beer Review. We're opening our last beer. And we're answering the question, if this beer was one of our fantasy teams, which would it be? 
Mike? For me, if Naked Pig was a fantasy team in the Fantasy Johns 2021 season, I would have to say it would be Apple Butt Turd, Dan's team, because it was a sleeper. I didn't know what to expect from Dan. He wasn't an accurate guy. He wasn't someone who we'd played fantasy football with before, much like an Alabama brewery, like back 40 beer. And it exceeded the high expectations I had for it. Funny name, Naked Pig and Apple Butt Turd, and did pretty well in the fantasy standings. Dan finished third, and this Naked Pig would probably be on the top of my list for beers we've reviewed so far. Oh, fair point. Just with the points fair point. And as August has so diligently mentioned to me in a sidebar, Dan was tied by record with August and Salami with the seven and six record. Salami, much like Dan, I didn't know what to expect from him in fantasy football. Again, I had high expectations because he absolutely creamed all over us in the best and worst possible way in fantasy basketball. Just like the beer. Just like the beer that creamed all over Augs in my laptop when I opened it because it had been rallied around in the back of Drew's car and then sat in my living room for five months. Og, of course, we don't need to explain how he does in fantasy. He's meticulous, like the broom masters at back 40. Thanks, bud. You're welcome. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Drew, how about you? How did you feel about this beer in fantasy terms? You look at the beer and it has a lot of promise. That meets the criteria for a lot of our teams. Trev's team, the gut shufflers, my team, the Powder Blue Balls, August team, the fantasy football team, it meets a lot of those criteria. It has a good can, just like you were saying. It has this funny naked pig on it. We check those boxes. The IPA, not something that's new to us, but like you said, it still exceeded expectations. So as far as exceeding expectations, uh, Trev and I, I think, check that box. August, I think we're looking for a little more improvement in the future. And just like that, Mike, you mentioned that this beer is probably going to be at the top of your list. This beer is going to be near the top for me, um, but I don't think it's going to be at the top. So sorry, Og, but I think that that matches the description of your standing in our fantasy football league at this point. And just to mention, you know, this beer, obviously, Mike, uh, neither of us have had this beer before, this Naked Pig Pale Ale. But like you said, it looked good. We were we're familiar with beer. We're familiar with IPAs, just like we're familiar with Mr. Tyler Salami himself. And he came into the league this year for the first time. He exceeded expectations, in my opinion, also tying in at that seven and six record, along with Apple Butt Turd, uh, Dan, and the fantasy football team led by Og. This is a good beer. Those were some good teams. I think that we checked a lot of the boxes there. Say something like, and Salami is here right now to make a statement about being compared to the Naked Pig Pale Ale. Are you ready, Salam? Sure. <laughs> and just like the Naked Pig Pale Ale is making its first appearance on Slam Drunk, so is the voice of the beautiful Tyler Salami, and he's going to tell us his thoughts on fantasy football and how this Naked Pig ties into his own Naked Pig the Central Union Cybercats. Yeah, thanks, Drew. This is Tyler from the Central Union Cybercats clocking in here. Yeah, it's an honor. I really appreciate you comparing me to such a, you know, such a tasty IPA. I love IPAs myself, but if you don't want to talk fantasy anymore here, I'm going to have to switch personas. I had to mask my persona throughout the course of our fantasy league this year. My first runaround, I was getting kind of pushed around a lot. I was getting a uh, 
you know, bullied by these big hogs all day. So, you know, I started taking our fantasy day to day with the persona of Ray Romano. It's uh, me here, Ray Romano. It really gets my team pumped up, you know. Uh, I heard that you were giving inspirational speeches to your players in the voice of Ray Romano. Yeah, I like to think that's what really led to a solid season for us. You know, like you said, seven and six. So we run like a naked pig and we, uh, uh, yeah, I'm Ray Romano. <clears throat> yeah, anyway, uh, great season. Uh, it was great to be a part of it. And uh, tasty beer that you knocked it out of the park. Back to you, Drew. Well, Mr. Romano, you mentioned there that your team ran like a naked pig, and I think that we may need to reassess the naked pig after that comment because your running backs, by my recollection, were Mike Davis, Miles Gaskin, and A.J. Dillon. So that's a pretty ugly group of running backs there, and I think that that kind of is what happened there at the end of your season. But you had a good run. It was your first year. You tied the leaderboards right there with Og, who is, you know, fantasy football uh maybe not guru but definitely puts the hours into fantasy football so to tie his record i think that's a great accomplishment for you og again i'm sorry but we got to see more from you next year <laughs> og would you like to also talk about naked pig and or your own uh the fantasy football team the fantasy football team started off hot just like this naked pig hot 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 the first sip touched my lips and I said, ooh, that sweet tang. That's how it felt week one, week two, week three, week four in my fantasy football team. And I was sweeping out. And then I had uh, four losses, which also mirrors my experience with the naked pig. Just around the middle there, it kind of tasted like shit garbage. And it took a lot of bucking up to finish this beer with a positive record. I do put a lot of hours in the fantasy football and that's because I care about winning a lot. And I care about friendship. I care about friendship. It really is it, it's what keeps me closer with you guys. And that's what this Mike and Drew beer review is doing as well. So cheers everyone. It's the Mike and Drew beer review. Snuggle up like a couple of naked pigs. Oink. August, whether this makes it in or not, I don't know if you just looked at it or if if fantasy football is really seared into your brain like this, but you were exactly right. You won your first four and then lost the next three after that. And you, you just brought that up on a whim. I, I went back and, and checked, and it was your first four you won, and the next three you dropped. Yeah, it doesn't so. haunt me or anything. I don't. <laughs> It's fine. I just had the number one quarterback, the number one wide receiver, the number one tight ends, and the number one defensive player. But, you know, being the best also doesn't mean you're overall the best, apparently. Um, don't let people give you a hard time about investing your time in a fantasy football because I do it. And people give me a hard time about investing my time in a middle school football. But, man, if you love it, you love it. So just keep going, you know? Yeah. Be the Vince Lombardi of your middle school team. Nobody mentioned me losing seven straight, going to the absolute bottom, and then rising from the ashes and beating Lou in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the toilet bowl playoffs. They're a part of the playoffs, you know. The toilet bowl is a bowl, something. you know. That's what they it say. Is a bowl. And you did not 
take home the Dickosaurus. True. Lou, back-to-back Dickosaurus champion winner. And Drew, back-to-back champion, right? No. no. Trev won. Oh, Trev won. That's right. Yep. Because I, I fucked myself with Debo Samuel. This won't make it in, but I, I turned Debo Samuel himself into a dildo, and I fucked myself by trading him with Debo Samuel. <laughs> I think you should keep it in. I think that's keep itable. We can put in the audio here of the time that I asked Trev's girlfriend, East, to call Domino's to try to make Trevor a phallic-shaped pizza. And the Domino's guy is saying, it's really not allowed, but for you, I think I'll do it. And I was going to send that to Trev, but he ended up kicking my ass multiple times this season, including the playoffs. So I ended up not sending it. But we have the audio. Roll the tapes! Complete details. Thank you for choosing Domino's. Para Español, presiones número cuatro ahora. Here's today's special. Right now, get a large three-topping pizza, bread twists, and a two-liter of soda for just... Hey, Domino's, how may I help you? Hi there. Um... Uh, I was just calling because I was wondering if I were to order a pizza, are you able to cut uh, a pizza into into certain shapes? Do you have that capability? Uh, we can only cut it in a square cut or pie cut. Oh, or not cut it at all. Just oh. those three. Oh, you couldn't do specific shapes? Like if it were for a bachelorette party or anything, cutting into like a phallic shape or anything, we wouldn't be able to do that? Uh, but it's not, like, they won't, they don't tell us to do it, but it is possible. Uh-huh. Okay. But, like, officially, like, more, like, like professionally than, uh-huh. than no. Uh-huh. But it is possible. Okay. Well, okay. Um, I just needed to call and check for that. I wanted to be sure that was possible, so... Thank you oh so much for listening to Season 2, Episode 5 of your favorite podcast, Slam Drunk. I'm your host, Drew Hernandez IV. And I'm your co-host, Michael H. The H stands for Human Rights Abuses Committed by Vladimir Putin Westner. August Dictator is a fan... (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. August Dictator is a fantastic chess player, and he also writes and produces this podcast. And I'm Ray Romano. Tyler Salami Eglin furnished our episode art this week and graciously provided technical assistance as our sound engineer. Our intro song samples Dreams by DJ Quads. Check out Chill Out Records on YouTube and chilloutmedia.com. Email us questions, audio, and other calls that you might want us to respond to at slamdrunkpod at gmail.com. I actually think, hold on really quickly, I think we have one, and I think that this person really wants to... <laughs> Um, ass cannon. Yeah, hold on. I got this. Um, we actually, in our Slam Drunk email, we have some fan art. The caption says, fan art from ass cannon, ass cannon 97 at gmail.com. Hi again, Mr. and Miss Slam Drunk podcast. It me, ass cannon 97. This time I'm writing to you with art I made. I'm a huge fan and love when I listen to you. And it's a really gorgeous picture of Drew and Mike with uh, some, <laughs> some Drew's hands down his pants. He's got a Chargers jersey that looks like a phallus. Mike's got an Eagles shirt on with a salami coming out of his junk. 
It's some gorgeous fan art, and we will be posting it on the Instagram because it's that beautiful. Thank you very much to AskCannon97 at gmail.com. And if you can't find us on social media, it's because we have violated terms of use and have been taken down for that fan art. Did you want to describe it? Why, you have a Why do I have a dent in my head? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Mike, they definitely made you sunburn, dude. <laughs> they put a piece of meat in my jorts. God damn, my face does get red.